Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning to you, Jim Gilbert. It is officially, th- oh, we gained a degree, 38 now, the Twin Cities. 38? Wow. Yes. Yeah. Oh. Well, here it's uh, 32 and a half. <laughs> 32 and I got, a half. I, I looked so closely at that thermometer. I thought, there's got to be. It, it's nearly overcast here in, in our yard on the northwest side of Lake Waconia, about 30 miles west of downtown Minneapolis. And uh, there's frost on rooftops. And I should say this, before 6 o'clock, there was this fiery red sunrise. Beautiful. Mm. But now it's nearly overcast. But the birds are just singing like everything. I mean, red-winged blackbirds trilling, morning doves uh, cooing, house finches uh, singing. Um, I heard a couple of ring-necked pheasants uh, du- making that double squawking sound. Canada geese are honking. Uh, robins singing. Beautiful morning. Sunrise, 6.07. Sunset, 8.15. So today in the Twin Season area, we have 14 hours and 8 minutes of daylight, and we are gaining daylight at the rate of 3 minutes each day. We have gained 21 minutes of daylight since last Sunday, and a total of 5 hours and 23 minutes uh, gained since, let's see, yeah, 500, 5 hours, 23 minutes gained since the winter solstice on December 21st. So, with this, the 14 hours and 8 minutes of daylight today is what we will experience next August 14th. But that's in perspective. Kind of interesting. Uh, it takes the Earth a while to warm up. The normal high for day is 64. 64, normal low, 43. Records for today in the Twin Cities for April 28th, high 91 said in 2004, low just 26 said in 1907, again 1958, 1965. And on this date in 1907, again 1994, it snowed four and a half inches on the Twin Cities. We had this waning crescent moon that rose this morning at three forty four. I saw it. Our next full moon is Saturday, May 18th. Looking around the greater Twin Cities area, and of course into southern Minnesota, forsythia shrubs are loaded with bright yellow flowers. Magnolia trees and shrubs have white flowers, mostly white. Some have uh, pinkish flowers. And red maples have red flowers. Apricot trees have light light pink flowers. All these things are blooming already. Amazing. Uh, here in southern Minnesota, we see a green tinge 
in the urban and natural forest areas as willows and box elders and ironwoods and even a few sugar maples have begun leafing out. I talked to naturalist Matt Shute uh, early this morning. He had driven to Wabasha and Winona in the last few days, and he said the further south he went, the more the leaves were out on the trees and that had grown out and gotten a little bit bigger. Our rhubarb is up several inches, but not ready to pull yet. I'm just wondering, somebody can maybe text us. Has anyone pulled their first rhubarb, and where are they from, and maybe made some sauce or pie? Yeah. Boy, and that, what a treat that is. We'll look for that. 81807 is the text number. Okay. Yeah. So we're looking for the first rhubarb pulled. Very good. <laughs> okay. And in woodland areas of southern Minnesota, there are new green leaves out on wild gooseberry and scarlet elderberry shrubs. And early wildflowers such as sharp-lobed hepaticas, bloodroot, Dutchman's breeches, wild ginger are flowering. Uh, prairie chickens, uh, the males, are performing their mating dances uh, in far western Becker County. That would be um, west and north of Detroit Lakes. Uh, sharp-tailed sh- sh- grouse are dancing on their leks, and that's near I know there are other places in the state, up in that part of the state, too, but those I know for sure. At the Minnesota, University of Minnesota Landscape Arboretum, I was just there a few days ago, and and, uh, Naturalist Matt Chute led a hike there yesterday. So our notes go like this. Forsythia, magnolias, the first daffodils, these are all blooming. I don't mean all of them. Yeah, all those are blooming. must be more than a thousand Siberian squill with their purple blue star shaped flowers in bloom. In the Gracebee Dayton Wildflower uh, Garden, dozens of wildflowers are poking up and uh, and close to a, a dozen are in bloom, like wild ginger, Dutch and Bridges, Snow Trillium, Bloodroots. Um Matt Chute saw he was leading a hike yesterday, saw the first marsh marigolds had come into bloom on Friday. Large-flowered bellwort, rue anemone, Minnesota dwarf trout lily, white trout lily, and even one yellow trout lily. So lots of things are happening outside. It feels cold, but um, you can't hold spring back. Art and Barb Straub report from Henderson, Lesseur area that it's been ravaged by too much snow and rain in April and suffering from high water levels and very destructive landslides. But spring is in the air. Lots of migrating uh, forest birds are returning. The western chorus frogs have been very vocal. Green herons are back. Wildflowers such as the sharp-lobed hepaticas and the bloodroots are blooming. As I said last Sunday, hundreds, probably thousands, of central and northern Minnesota um, lakes uh, would be losing their ice covers uh, very soon, and many of them did this past week. I have dozens of ice out dates that people have shared with me the past uh, day or two, and I'll just do it. Just do a few of them now. But if someone, if a listener here or several listeners would like to report a Minnesota lake ice out, uh, note the date when at least ninety percent of the ice. Is gone, so it's ninety percent, at least ninety percent ice free. 
That way we don't have to argue about ice melting on the edge of the lake. Um, then we need the name of the lake, the nearest city or town, and the county the lake is located in. Now what you do is you send this to the Minnesota State Climatology Office, and their website is pretty simple. It's just climate.umn for University of Minnesota edu. So climate.umn edu and there you can get all kinds of information on ice out on lakes and you can record your own if you'd like to lynn and gary gray report that the ice out for gladstone lake near niswa in crowing county was last sunday april 21st eight days earlier than last year uh, common loons landed in the lake the same day and osprey arrived there April 10th, right on time. My brother David notes that the ice cover left Lake George in Hubbard County um, this past Wednesday, April 24th. Now, Lake George is located seven miles east of Itasca State Park in Hubbard County. Bud Stevens reports that the ice saw for three lakes near Purim in Ottertail County, um, I'll just name the lakes, um, Big Pine Lake, Little Pine Lake, and Rush Lake all happened this last Wednesday, the 24th. Last year was the 29th of April. Paul Lake near Purim lost its ice cover Thursday, April 25th, according to Ron, I hope I pronounce this right, uh, Tobkin, Tobkin. And uh, this one was also earlier than last year. Norton Stillman and, and his neighbor at the lake um, note that Roosevelt Lake at Outing lost its ice cover April 25th. And uh, that was just this last Thursday, and last year was May 4th. Um, just a few more. Keith, oops, i got to get the other page here. Um, Bill Jones reports on the 25th. Uh, I saw it to Upper Bottle Lake, Stocking Lake, Pickerel Lake, all in Hubbard County, uh, right near Emmaville, not far from Park Rapids. Steve and Cheryl Hancock note that the ice out for Potato Lake near Park Rapids was April 26th. They also report that a common raven pair was feeding young high up in a pine tree right near their cabin. And the pine warblers have been back since April 24th. These warblers arrive there each spring, and they're there in the summertime, and have been coming to their seed feeders already. That's no doubt due to lack of insects. Mary Brislance from Lutzen reports that yesterday afternoon, a party of eight played golf uh, in the after- just yesterday afternoon played golf at Superior National. After skiing at Lutzen Mountains. In the morning. How about That's that? Ski in the morning, yeah. play golf in the afternoon. Now, the neat thing about that, Luton Mountains is still going to be open for skiing and boarding next weekend, and people will have the chance to do that same thing. Ski and play golf. Excellent. Same day. <laughs> That's something. Mary, Mary also notes that rough grouse continue drumming, and some of the migrating birds returning lately include purple finch, red-winged blackbird, eastern phoebe, and both savannah and white-throated sparrows. 
and she said migrating dark-eyed juncos are very numerous in her yard. Do we have time for a few more? Oh, we have a lot of time. Yeah. Help. Oh, okay. All right. This gets it, it's ah, it's so interesting this time. There's so many things happening. Ray and Marlene Simon from Northfield report that the first house wren arrived there and was singing on Tuesday the 23rd. Um, In the week between April 17th and the 23rd, five inches of rain fell. Uh, Ray has installed two two two-pound packages of bees in two of his seven hives. Um, A few of them made it through the winter okay, so he's just He's just putting bees in ones that that needed it. 24 bird species were coming to their feeding station yesterday, including a brown thrasher and a yellow rump warbler. The yellow rump warbler was feeding on the ground. Sometimes they come and eat a little bit of suet. Diana and Dave Herring, who live near Waterville, report that the apricot trees have begun blooming in their yard. Um, they've seen um, male American goldfinches in bright bl- breeding plumage. And Friday, some farmers were applying anhydrous ammonia and liquid fertilizer to their fields. They hadn't seen any field work being done yet. And that's mainly because the fields have been so wet. Val Rukovina from the Hopkins, Minnetonka area. House rent arrived this past Thursday in their yard and has been singing and going in and out of a nesting box ever since. Keith Radel from Faribault reports several eastern bluebirds are laying eggs and one is already incubating four eggs on his bluebird trail. It's been incubating since April 20th. Tom and Lisa Bovers from Faribault on Earth Day last Monday, April 22nd, First house wren, first rufous-sided tohi, first barn swallow. And this past week, uh, Tom has seen six migrating warbler species, including black and white, orange crown, and palm warblers. On Thursday the 25th, he heard American toads singing. There was a group there at Riverbend Nature Center, um, that was studying vertebrate um, biology, and they were impressed to be able, this is from St. Olaf College, they were impressed to be able to hear American toads singing and know what they were. Common tree frogs also started calling that same day. And the spring beauty and the first purple violets were blooming there at Riverbend Nature Center on Wednesday. Now I've got um, a report on what we call the big three. If you feed birds in your yard, there are three birds that you look forward to seeing, usually starting May 1st. And that would be rose-breasted grosbeak, ruby-throated hummingbird, and Baltimore oriole. Now, if I can get my notes straight, we'll get this right. Last Sunday, April 21st, Easter Sunday, first of the year rose-breasted grosbeak, was observed by Mark Noble at his feeding station in Wabasha. And he's been keeping track for 18 years of the first rose-breasted grosbeak arriving. And this is 13 days earlier 
than usual. How about that? And rose-breasted grosbeaks are winter in the southern part of of Central America and into the north, kind of the northwestern part of South America. So they've come a long ways. And on Monday, and I've got to get this one right too. This one comes from Cannon Falls. Alicia uh, Salandine uh, at Cannon Falls took photos and a video of a female ruby-throated hummingbird at her feeders. The hummingbird feeder was put up last Sunday, April 21st, and the first sighting of a hummingbird Monday, April 22nd, Earth Day. That is so neat. And the last one, the Baltimore Oriole. Rob Watson from Mauer, Minnesota. I'm assuming that's in extreme southern Minnesota. I I didn't have time to look it up this morning. I just got this information. But um, two Baltimore Orioles at his feeding station. He took a photo of a male and and um, on the feeder, on his feeder, and then he put out uh, half oranges, and then there were two there. How about that? Was that was Friday the 26th. First, Baltimore Orioles. Well, Jim, we have a, a bunch, and maybe we could do a, like kind of a lightning round before you leave us, a bunch of uh, text messages. I'll just run them through yeah, real please. fast. Uh, first, yeah. Yellow Finch in Farmington this morning. Uh, white-throated sparrows migrating through the Annandale area, hearing their song. Ooh. Texter says, I picked my first asparagus Friday afternoon in Sanborn, Minnesota, Cottonwood County. Uh, let's see. A Mountain Lake, Minnesota, way behind you, it says. Rhubarb is not up. No leaves on any trees. No trees are flowering, although tulips are up. Uh, let's see. Uh, asparagus up three inches as of yesterday in Young America. Is it possible we could have seen a yellow-winged blackbird here in Minnesota? They're asking you? Oh, be, no, that'd be a yellow-headed blackbird. Yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, Yellow-rumped uh, warblers in my bird feeder yeah. this week is Eden oh. Prairie. And my rhubarb, not very tall yet, but I thought I would share this. Grandma always says, don't use rhubarb in a month with an R in it. <laughs> How about that? <laughs> Whatever reason. Jim, we're out of time. Let's, I guess, yes. Let's uh, let's meet again next Sunday morning for more Nature Notes. Oh, look forward to it. Have a good week. You too. Thank you. Thank you, Jim. Bye. Jim Gilbert, Nature Notes, next Sunday here on News Talk 830 WCCO. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.